Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the World of Ink Network, founded in 2011 by Virginia Grenier and Marsha Cook. Their vision was to start a radio show that helped writers reach their dreams. The World of Ink has a wonderful group of hosts who are dedicated to delivering shows to entertain and inspire listeners. The World of Ink Network shares resources that introduce tips, products, and services to help strengthen, support, and challenge those who love writing and the written word. Their hope is to bring not only authors, illustrators, and publishers together, but screenwriters, directors, and producers. New to the network will be a variety of special shows, bringing not only entertaining shows, but informative discussions on timely subjects. To learn more about us, go to www.worldofinknetwork.com or visit us on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show. Good afternoon. I'm Elizabeth Black, and this show is Into the Abyss with Elizabeth Black. I'm a writer of horror, dark fiction, fantasy, romance, and erotica. My medical thriller, Roughing It, is available at Amazon for the Kindle, and so is my erotic romance novel, No Restraint. My guest today is Bennett Pomerantz, and Bennett is a media critic, podcast host, and columnist. He's the author of the columns Audio World, A Piece of My Mind, To Be or What, and Movies of Your Mind. He hosts and co-hosts the podcast, The Legal Show, Let's Talk, Anything Goes, Any Way Which, Any Which way but loose and other shows at blog talk so better if i left anything out now is your chance to no tell no no you got me you got you got the gist i'm i'm good with this i'm i'm good i i, I i'm good. very good with this <laughs> you got most of well, the goodies well what what did i miss anything that you really want to talk about Oh, uh, we'll talk in, in in the hour. We'll talk about yeah, it because I'm very excited about it. Okay. I mentioned to you earlier, yeah. I, I'm very, very happy. This, this gentleman wants me to write something for him, so I'm happy. And I'll, yeah, I, I told you what happened. I'll, 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 I'll tell later. And we want to get to the, some of the nitty and even the gritty. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say so, this, um, though. Go ahead. Okay. No, You're the hostess. No, I just I may host a lot of the shows, but I am nothing without Rachel Thompson, the Huffington Post columnist for Let's Talk, and yes. Sarah Avram from doing the legal show. I am nothing without those mm-hmm. ladies. I am so grateful for them. Uh, Lee inside High Murphy, who once in a while sits in the guest chair on, on one one or two of my shows I, I am nothing without these people because yeah I could host but they take a lot of the brunt they do a lot of the things and I'm glad they do well I see your and um, updates and uh, talk about it all over Facebook so I mean you're definitely well known for doing that doing all those uh, podcasts well, it was really funny. I yeah. was in, uh, this is a couple of years ago, but I was in Target, and the woman saw my picture, which is also on the website there, here, the promo here. And the woman says, you're the guy from the radio, the Internet radio. I said, uh, yes, ma'am. 
I had broken my microwave. Now, I didn't do it purposely. I had a microwave in there, and she says, don't you have people that does this for you? And I looked her, and I said, I gave them the day off. (laughs) I still do my own laundry, folks, so it's like, oh, do you, you know. I don't have a butler. I don't have a maid. I have me, and that's what I have. Well, I want to tell all of my listeners, and of course, you know, the listeners who are here for you that know about the that know about the show, that we met over 21 years ago. I've known you forever, and we met at a at a Baltimore convention, science fiction and fantasy called Balticon, and uh, I've met everybody at that convention. And I mean, I met my 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 current husband there, <laughs> and I met you know Gene Evans and Antoine Evans and so many so many great people. And, and one of Count the first ones Gore Duvall. Let's not forget. Yes, Count Gore Duvall. Can't, can't forget Count Gore Duvall. And, yeah, uh, if you don't know Count Gore Duvall, look him up. He's got a great mm-hmm. video podcast, uh, and he tries to run some great old movies on the Internet, and it's so wonderful. He used to do a show on well, Channel watch- 20 called... Creature feature. Oh God. Creature feature. I used I used to watch that when I was a kid. I never missed it. And did did he do Ghost Toast or was that someone else? No, that was somebody else. See, that was a Baltimore okay. guy, and he passed right, on okay. about five years ago. Oh, but okay. uh, the count is still cooking. He's doing shows in the Silver Theater for the AFI with um, C W Prather producing. They have old movies, and the count, of course, mm-hmm. has the intermission during the movie. Uh, but he's yeah. running like Son of Dracula, and these are not Ooh. these are not bad prints. These are excellent copies. Um, mm. Copies would be the wrong word. Uh, excellent uh, clean masters Prince. prints. Clean masters. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And, and half of the movies that he would have on, I've since seen on MST3K while the guys heckled them. And I'm like, I watched these when I was a kid, and, and they were great. And they're still great. And they still are, yes. Yes. But you try to tell that to somebody who's uh, not 10, but uh, you try to tell somebody like that, and they're like, oh, but the sex are so cheesy. Hey, in yeah, the 1930s, the <laughs> in the 39, when they did Frankenstein. Yeah, that was that was uh, all new. That was brand that new. That was all new, you know. Nobody ever saw anything like that, yeah. I well, mean, so uh, we, met, we met at... Go ahead. Go ahead. We met at Balticon. Yeah. I was going to ask you, since uh, I met you at Balticon, and I've been to you know many different conventions, I don't know how many others you've been to, but which one do you um, think A million and which, keep going, no. Just, <laughs> I used one, to do 50 weeks a year. Uh, out of 50 weeks a year, I used to do about 22 uh, did you have Did you have a favorite? On the road. Did you have a favorite convention? Oh. Yes and no. Balticon has always got a special spot in my heart. Not because yeah, I yeah, met I you there. Know. I love you dearly, but it's not because I met you there. <laughs> Balticon, uh, the first Balticon I was in, uh, they were still putting the program together. And the editor of the program was named Ann McCaffrey. 
Oh, yes. And we had to, and we had to run the thing on a mimeograph machine. <laughs> and yep, she I was typing, <laughs> and she was typing, and this is Anne McCaffrey. Yes, that Anne McCaffrey, That's and that she Anne was McCaffrey. wonderful. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't no, I said yes, said. that Anne McCaffrey. And she was she was typing the program, and I was helping her put it together, and I was mimeographing, and it was like that was Balticon then. And now, of course, mm-hmm. now with a professional book and with pictures and the da da da, you know, and it's like yeah, it has everything. It's uh, now, you know, I miss the old days when you used to take a. You used to have it, and you used to have to mimeograph it, and you did a fanzine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people really, you know, nowadays everything's a slick magazine. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, nowadays everything is a, such a slick magazine, and it's wonderful mm-hmm. and great and dandy for some people, and I, I don't feel it's necessary. Uh, you know, nowadays they need everything so slick and so this, that, and the other. And I well, loved, I loved it's, it's, we had what we had then. I mean, Anne is no longer with us, and a number yeah. of other people are no longer with us. But uh, to me, it was more special because it was that special. These people did well, it I because remember. they loved doing conventions. Yes. Nowadays, so, well, it's, first... see how much money an actor can get. They get ten grand to show up for a weekend. No, my first convention was Fanex, the old horror convention in Towson. Oh, yeah. And from there, I met people that got me into Balticon. And back, back then, it had more of a, like a small-town feel to it. Everybody knew each other. Exactly. It was very informal. And now, it's, it's much more of a big business kind of thing. I like that. I mean, I, I do like that a lot, but I don't. I I, I the, miss the, the old days where you mm-hmm. used to have a panel. I did a vampire was it a vampire panel at Balticon one year, and they kicked us out of our room so the cleaning crew could do it. We sat in the hallway, and I had twenty mm-hmm. people sitting and just having a good time. You don't do that anymore. You have no, to stay no, in you the don't. room. Yeah. And you have a celebrity cast. They are there for their 52 minutes, and they're off. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember doing a convention, and Jonathan Frakes, I think, was on the second year of Trek. And his wife, Jeannie, was pregnant at that time, Jeannie Francis. And uh, this guy was bugging Jeannie, and I said, let me handle it. You go worry about your presentation. And I said, look, guy, you want an autograph? Give me the thing. I'll have her autograph it. Okay? And and the mm-hmm. genie obliged him. And he walked away owning a genie Francis General Hospital autograph. And Jonathan did his thing. And he said, thanks for handling, helping my wife. I said, no, no big. It used to be a small community. Nowadays, it's how, you know, uh, Patrick Stewart gets fifty grand for doing convention, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I remember I mean, Fanex when they had the guests of honor, and we would all hang out together in in, in uh, one room at eleven o'clock at night and watch one of their movies and heckle it. 
I mean, we had the directors and the people that made their own movie heckling their own movies, and that just made it all the more fun. We're all drinking warm beer and having a great old time at midnight. Just, just hanging I out. I remember the 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 mm-hmm. late Jimmy doing. I love Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and I did two conventions back to back where we were both on the costume thing. He uh, he says, Bennett, how many of these do you do a, uh, a year? I said about fifteen to twenty. And he says, mm-hmm. and I said, Jimmy, how many of these do you do? He says, enough that I'm comfortable. Mhm. It was that kind of love that was yeah. in old conventions that they don't have today. Today it's money and uh, yeah, Carrie, the late Carrie Fisher. They had it in the uh, documentary they had on HBO. Carrie Fisher's sitting there, and they're getting. Um, I think what twenty dollars an autograph or whatever they stop by and she autographs or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this was in the in the documentary by Fisher Stevens that they did for HBO uh, about Debbie and Carrie, and it was Carrie had not started uh, the first Star Wars remake seven, and you know she's in eight but not going to be in nine. Um, but she was a lovely woman. But, uh, oh, yeah, you paid for your autograph. You know, then mm-hmm. somebody would give you an autograph. Can I have your autograph? Sure. Now they pay. Yeah, now they have to pay. Well, when I first, uh, like I said, when we first met, we, it was at the conventions. And now you're you're a media critic. You're, you host podcasts. So how did you get into the podcasts? Really curious about that. I'm gonna I'm gonna blame Diane Chapman. <laughs> I was doing my columns, playing stupid. No, doing my columns, working hard. Uh, I had Audio World, and I had um, I had a piece of the page. And uh, Diane said to me, she says. You have a voice that, you know, I was doing Audio World, and she says, you have a voice that could really go on the radio. I said, yeah, right, sure. Uh, I didn't believe her. And she says, come on the show. And she had a show at KUCI FM. have to do it right. Uh, And basically, Diane had a show called High Visibility, and I did her show. And she sent me a cassette tape. This is how long ago it was. And I played it, and I said to my wife at that time, says, honey, who is that asshole? And she <laughs> says, that's you, dear. I said, okay. And I said to Diane, you sure you want me? She says, you're fine. And suddenly, uh, I started doing two and a half, three years with Diane Chapman co-hosting High Visibility. I had guests like Will Eisner, Garrison Keillor, other people. It was like it was it was a great three years. And this was regular public radio. Regular public radio. Uh, KUCI FM, the University of Southern California, Irvine. Oh, 
And this was before podcasts. Right. It was her fault. Blame her. It's her fault. Okay. And Diane Chapman okay, is fault. still is still doing radio, is still doing podcasts now. She's got a new podcast out with her partner Karen, uh the Diane Karen mm-hmm. show that's on YouTube and it's all over the place mm-hmm. and I love her. I love her the the stuff she does. I've been on the show once or twice myself. She well, takes which, a lot of your, risks. Which was Go your ahead. first podcast? Which My first, first podcast? podcast. I was I I owe that to Marsha Casper Cook. Yes, the World of Ink mm-hmm. Network. Uh my friend Barbara Watkins and I love Barbara. Says, come on on the show. Marsha will love you. And Marsha did. She took a shine to me. And I started co-hosting a couple of her podcasts. She then introduced me to the lovely Ashley Fontaine, who had Diary of a Mad Southern Woman. And I co-hosted the shows with her. There was a personal matter, and I don't want to really go into a lot of personal matter what's going on with Ashley at that time. And Ashley said I couldn't do the show anymore. I said, don't do that. I'll take over the show. And I took over the show. No, I didn't want to call it Dire Mad Southern Woman because I ain't a mad Southern woman. I'm a crazy New Yorker, but I'm not a mad Southern woman. Um, So I called the first show the new show called Anything Goes. I don't know what would happen and just let it fly. Let it let it go, you know. Yes, I stole it from Indiana Jones. But I've stolen most <laughs> of my 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 show titles unless it's like the legal show, which is easy. The legal show. Yeah, what else are you going to call it? <laughs> you know? How much is that judge in the window? I don't think so. I love Judge Judy, but no. I, I, I'd I love to get her for a show one day. I, I have a wish list. She's on my wish list. Judge Judy. I want to be able to go, you know, Barack Obama was on the list. Too. Stephen King is on the list. Uh-huh. I want yeah, to... Who else is on your list? Uh, the late Ray Bradbury was on my list. I would have had him, but he died. Tom Clancy was on my list. Uh-huh. I He was set for December, and he died in November. Uh, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I've had a couple of people. I've had, um, uh, I had the four witches. The uh, the uh, Cynthia St. Aubin was on the list. Scratch her off. She's been on the show enough. Now, Dakota Cassidy was on the list. Uh, Robin Peterman was on the list. You scratch you had, people you off. Almost had, you almost had Joe Lansdale. But you need to get him back I on. I did here. have Joe Lansdale for about five minutes. You had him on for about 20 minutes. Oh, it was about five minutes. It seemed longer. About five minutes, ten minutes maybe. <laughs> uh-huh. But he was late because of something happened, and I didn't. He, we didn't really yeah. go into detail. Mm-hmm. I, one day he'll come back, and I'd like to have him back. Yes, definitely. He's, he's a great uh, guest. I've had my, him on my show twice already. Okay, yeah, I'm so happy for you. No, I am no. always happy for you. <laughs> but no, I wanted him. I mean, him. I had Joe Lansdale stuff on my, you know, uh, I had enough of my homework. I had two hours worth of show in in. 
But uh, I had a show with Joe Lansdale planned, and of course, the trolls were out that day. Oh, I know. That was just awful. But and he, I didn't, he made it on there. He made it on there towards the end. And he said he owes me, and I'm, I've never collected yet, but I will one day. Um, I, what I try to do is I try to find people from anything goes. I try to find people from all walks of life, even mm-hmm. though the, the, the best time I ever had on Anything Goes. I had Leanne Sarheim-Murphy, who wrote the greatest vampire book. She still does. And I said, and I, on the show, I decided to do something risque. Not that risque, but risque enough. I said, well, if you ever write another vampire book, I'll write the forward to it. Thinking, Mm -hmm. it'll never happen. (laughs) Three weeks later, she messaged me on Facebook. Three weeks later, she messaged me and says, when are you going to have your forward ready for me? (laughs) (laughs) And the book was published, and my forward was in it. I was very happy. I had a copy of it, because, yeah, it's been suddenly, it went to another publisher, and they took my forward out, which is fine with me. I mean, but it, 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 you know, they wanted the the author's work. That's fine. Mm Um. That anything goes is basically the flagship of what I per se call my network. Um, yeah. well, I and I, I love anything, anything goes. goes. It's a wonderful show. I love it. It was fun to do. I, I I try to extend my limitation. I mean, I just had Slave Deb from Slave Nation podcast on my show. And I've gotten letters of like, how dare you put that person on your show? And it's not Deb. I mean, she's she has a host of her own podcast. I love her podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't mean I agree with it. But I had her on the show. And people are like, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um and I, uh, you know, I, I, I like to still extend the limit. I mean, I have Jennifer Chase tomorrow night, and Jennifer Chase is a uh, New York Times and USA Today best-selling author. Not just for ebook, she's got, you know, Ray. She's, uh, she's going to be at Mala Domestica next year as a guest. Uh, I've had That's Lane cool. Beats. Oh, yeah, but, you know, it's it's funny. Uh, Elaine called me up and says, what are you doing at the end of the month? I said, well, I had plans. I said, damn, and I wanted you to introduce me. I was like, okay, I'd go and introduce Elaine Veets any day of the month, week, or year. I've known Elaine for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's amazing, you know, people you meet along the way. And, uh, you know, I, I get thrilled sometimes to meet some of these people. I still get uh, chills when I, it's like, you're such and such. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's like you pinch yourself to make sure it's real. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to well, talk about the legal show. Yeah. 
How, how did okay. you get started I, on the I legal show? I would love to talk about the legal show. Well, let's uh-huh. start with Let's Talk. Rachel and okay. I would okay. be let's doing Let's Talk. And we had a legal case, and I needed an attorney. Because I didn't want to just go empty-handed into doing the show about a blind gentleman who was turned down by his school because he wanted to get a certificate and the school wouldn't let him. Mm. And I got in a, I, I I asked a couple of people, who's the best attorney? And uh, they suggested Sarah. And a number of people suggested Sarah, not not just one or two. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, and she says, I, I, I'm scared. I said, don't be. And she came on the show. She did the show. It was an amazing show. I, I, I couldn't – I respect her so much that it's like, yeah. And when I decided to do – a project I said let's do weekly shows about legal issues and somebody once sent me an email and saying you know you guys talk common sense English about a legal issue I mean we've talked about President Trump's um, ban, uh, travel ban and other things but we're not, we not a political show and mm-hmm. I don't like politics you know we're talking about sheriffs who are in jail. We're talking about people that, that, that we have issues and we discuss them. And people have, you know, buried Jewish burial rites. Other things, it, it amazes me of some of the shows that that we've done. I mean, we've done the Redskins licensing. Now, as much as some people say, well, the Redskins licensing, well, you know, they have, you know, their trademark is, is they can't uh, they're not supposed to use it let's say it that way okay but and we were discussing that and uh it started on an episode of let's talk with rachel thompson and myself and i gave sarah a show we we decided to do it monday wednesday and friday i mean we're going to be talking next um, May 1. We're talking about the Oxford comma. Mm-hmm. About whether now, or not we should said, use it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly what we're discussing. And mm-hmm. I said I said to Sarah privately, I said, you're a grammar Nazi. She says, I'm a grammar maven. I'm not a Nazi. I said, okay, you win. <laughs> but Sarah is... Uh, these shows would not be anything without Rachel, without Sarah, without other people that are involved. I love being host, but when you have good people to work with, it's easy. I mean, Sarah, and we were talking about the Oxford comma, and I'm impressed. People come up to me and say, yeah, okay. Now, they're also, we're going to be talking about the... Uh, the D.C. law that's preventing people from renting out their home for more than 15 days. They they want 180, and uh, D.C. law is only allowing 15. What's is it about? interesting? I'm sorry? 
I mean, what's that all about? Uh, if you rent your home or apartment, okay, in say in what you can do it anywhere, but Washington D.C. has a law that they want to limit it to 15 days because D.C. Oh. is not getting their taxes paid on that. These people mm-hmm. are renting out their homes for 300 days. And, uh, you know, these are not D.C. residents. They're not temporary workers either, you know. Like students on visas are renting a home for 300 days. Mm-hmm. You know, just like so, if, if I mean, you know, what, what, how do you solve the how do you solve the problem? I don't know. We're going to be I mean, discussing what, what, that in about three weeks. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> that, that, I, I wait until Sarah shows judgment, and she quotes sources. I. It is as one person said. It's like a legal prima for the common man, which I enjoy. I, I play host. I, I know the issues. I, I do my reading and my research as well. But, you know, the Oxford comma, I mean, there have been articles on it. And oh, yeah. we're going to be discussing it May 1. And, and do I have an opinion? Yeah. But I, I diverge to Sarah. I would rather Sarah discuss it. She's the lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know. Do I play one on television? Even though I love Perry Mason, <laughs> I don't, I don't mm-hmm. play one on television. Uh, to me, I, you know, it, it's interesting enough. I, uh, I enjoy this because it keeps. I, I studied for the law, but I never took the bar, and well, I that's find what it I was fascinating. Ask you, is if, but, I was going to ask you what your background was in, you know, for the legal show because it's... The it's legal show I play glorified host. The legal yeah. show I play glorified host. That's why Sarah is the attorney. That's why I don't like opening my mouth about it because <laughs> Sarah is the attorney and she is the attorney of record. Okay. It is uh, Sarah, and, and Sarah says in her disclaimer, and I'm not quoting her disclaimer, but Sarah, of course, mm-hmm. is a legal attorney in the state of Georgia, and uh, we're, you know, we're not offering any advice. I mean, we talked about right. Charlie Sheen and how much he could be in trouble because he had AIDS, and and you know, he he. What women he you know could sue him or whatever. We talked about Bill Cosby on the show. We didn't get him, but we talked about him. Oh God, you know, we talked mm-hmm. about him and his uh, third was it thirty thirty five women. I you know we were discussing Mr. Cosby. You know, how much do you think he'd lose Fat Albert in a in a settlement? You know. Mm-hmm. D- yeah, does that, that mean that that show. I just I'm sorry. No, I said that sounded like it would have been an interesting show. Oh, it was. It's archived. Too. I'll send you a copy. No. Oh, send me the I, link. I, yeah, I'd love to listen. To I, that. I will, but not right now. I'll wait until after our oh, show. Not right I now. mean, I talk. Yeah. I talk to you twice a month if I need to or not. You know. Mm-hmm. I love your son. I love your husband. So yeah, I talk and say, "How's Bill?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, he's fine. But, you know, I, buddy. Buddy's doing well. 
Yeah, okay. But, you know, and, and uh, you know, there are things that are lovely people that are no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you I, you, you I talk to twice a month whether I need to or not. And yeah, you sometimes get a message, just anyway. checking in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, you have a lot of irons in the fire. I mean, you have all these podcasts, and you're also a columnist. And um, I mean, you 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 write a piece of my mind, audio world. A piece of my world. mind is easy. Yes. A piece of my mind yes. is one of my favorites because Bennett on his soapbox is not great, but Bennett on his soapbox would like to talk about what's on his mind. Now, I've told people how much a blooming idiot, and I'm saying it purposely, a blooming idiot I am to floral arrangement, that I have a black thumb, <laughs> that I kill cactuses, and I have proof, okay? And I can get away with that in a column and people laugh. And I'm going, this mm-hmm. is the truth. Uh, when we had that... Um, those children in Pennsylvania being shot, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think I got four columns out of it. It wasn't like it was an easy thing to write. No. Uh, but I got more responses from people. And I think I think it ran for six, not not six weeks total, but people kept writing me. And saying, I want to discuss it further. And that's all we were doing, is to be or what? Audio world is more review. Right. Yeah, Yeah, I know. And to be or what is a... I stole that title from Robin Williams. Uh, Okay. Okay. He said, uh, Sylvester Stallone in the park doing Hamlet going, to be or what? And I uh-huh. thought, that's the title. <laughs> that's a great title. That's a great title. So where did but that was, it was a line from, uh, just a throwaway line from Robin Williams. Yeah, one of his talking comedy routines. Com- one of his yeah. comedy routines. And he said, Sylvester Stallone in the park doing to be or what? And it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Does that mean I want to be a Hollywood type? No, but that I just love the line, and so yeah, I stole it. I mean, anything goes as a song title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, any which way but I, loose is a movie. Any which way mm-hmm. but loose is a. Uh, oh, let me let me. Okay, I originally okay. World of Ink wanted to, me to do a show. I said I wanted to do a ninety-minute show at least 90 minutes, four guests, diverse backgrounds, and just talking. Four guests. And just, I, and they said, are you up for it? I said, sure. And I used to do uh, twice a month for World of Ink uh, a couple of years ago. And I used to do, and it was fun because I had a lot of fun. Everybody had a lot of fun because you had four different diverse people talking about subjects. Um, K.B. Miller, who I love dearly, and she's very, very ill with MS, uh, and I were kidding about, 
Where do we want to take Sharknado? Sharknado 1 had just been released. And we're going, where do we want to make Sharknado 2 to go? Yes, let's cut off Prince Charles's head with a shark. Okay. Uh, we, we had fun with it. These shows are, are fun. They're not popcorn, but they're popcorn. You have, okay, and let me try to distinguish that. Okay, we're serious, you know. We we talked about movies and television and things like that. Um, I was on a show recently, uh, to be a what show about two months ago, and I said, you know, they don't make movies, Disney movies, like they used to. Okay, Disney was was a was a great film arm for years, and because they had the TV series, a year later or two years later, they cut it into two or three pieces and put it on television. You know, and you were able to watch this anthology, and a lot of them are still in the vault, and they're not being released. And I love Good Disney. Oh, me too. Uh, We're talking 1960s and 70s Disney. I mean, you had Patrick McGowan, the prisoner and secret agent man, doing a Disney movie called The Three Lives of Thomasina, which was a theatrical, but also had Dr. Yes, Sin, the cat. Uh-huh. alias the Scarecrow, the Scarecrow of Romney Marsh. And, oh, God, I, I just wish they would release this kind of stuff because kids don't know what they're missing. They don't. I mean, it's lovely to see Molly, uh, Molly, Mount, say her name three times, that'll be good. Molly Cyrus, Miley Cyrus, there we go. Slow it out, mm-hmm. I'm doing it. Yeah. Uh, doing Hannah Montana, but that's Lucy and Ethel territory. Uh, that's, that's, that's basically what Disney is doing now is Lucy and Ethel territory. Do I need to right. explain that to you or do you know what I mean? No, you mean the I love Lucy, Lucille Ball, and that's yeah, Lucille merch. Ball. But I mean, I, I, yeah, uh, you have a rock singer played by Cyrus, and mm-hmm. her friend who is the Ethel tag along, and yeah. the the situations of everything from baking bread to getting over riding a horse. Uh, yeah, you don't have. A lot of shows these days. Nowadays, also, since Disney decided to buy things like Marvel, like Mm -hmm. Star Wars. Star Wars, especially. Well, no, 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 both. I mean, there's the Mm -hmm. discussion, should Princess Leia be a Disney princess? (laughs) Now, I know that sounds... Does that sound weird, but... It happened after Carrie Fisher died. So, yeah, yeah, they're all, yes, let's make Leia a Disney princess, yeah. Throw her picture with everybody else's together, yeah. All the princesses together. I mean, they think Belle is a Disney princess, even though she's not really a Disney princess, you know. Uh, throw no, Princess Leia on, the, on the Barbie, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, that doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> What, Princess Leia being a Disney princess or Belle? No, uh, Princess Leia. 
It just it doesn't sound uh, right to me. I, I'm, I'm I disagree. I think Princess Leia should be a oh. Disney princess. Uh, she is a princess. <laughs> she she mm-hmm. is a princess, and now just Lucasfilm is part now. of the Disney. Yeah, uh-huh. it's like yeah, sure, she's a princess. You win, you know. Uh, okay. She to me, and and her daughter said it best when they had a Lucas celebration at D23, uh, that was like her mother was gutsy. And most princesses need to be gutsy. Uh, they, they, you know, uh, if you look at, at some of the princesses in the animated version, yeah, you, you have um, some of the gutsy ideals. You have some of the people that are, um, you know, I, I hate to say it, Snow White was such a genteel woman. However, yes, you know, some of the other ones were not so genteel. Look at Mulan. She was not, yeah, you know, and, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be funny. And Moana. Yeah, Moana, too. Moana the also beats up, beats Moana, up her spirit yes. guide, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you notice that I want to get, let me get something off my chest that's been bothering me. Okay. I love The Rock. He's a decent ham actor. <laughs> I can't wait to see him in Daywatch. But if you notice, the the animated version of him looks just like The Rock, the original Rock. Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. I noticed that. It's like, you know, there used to be tattoos were forbidden in a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Now it now he looks like the rock and and the character looks like the rock and sounds like the rock live action the rock you know yeah he he was the rock <laughs> yeah, I know he, that he, but he it's like, like it. he's supposed to and you don't agree with that well okay most of the cartoons there was some love uh, okay Cruella Deville was Jane Wicks from Sister Act, from other things. Uh, but mm-hmm. she didn't look like Cruella DeVille. They used her as a character model for a lot of things. Yes. Uh, Glenn Close to me, did they, I would love to have Jane Wicks as, as Cruella DeVille, but uh, Glenn Close did did the live-action movie. Yeah, and what I hate also is <laughs> Disney can't leave their animated classics alone. They now have to make them now live action. Now, I love mm-hmm. Kenneth Branagh's Cinderella, but they're the Jungle a, Book, I wasn't... They're making live action Cinderella? They did. Oh, they making live year. action Cinderella? They did? I didn't know about that. Oh, I missed that one. I know about the... Yes, uh, you missed um, that one. Uh, it was directed by Kenneth Branagh. Uh, oh, I did miss that one. I like him normally. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and he directed it, and it was beautifully done. Um, mm-hmm. They're doing. Uh, uh, they've done the live. They've done a live action Jungle Book, which I wasn't thrilled with, and, and, even though John yeah, Favreau did it. Mm-hmm. And Beauty and the Beast. And Beauty and the, out, yeah, of course, ago. the current Beauty and the Beast. I'm sorry, I'm prejudiced. I would still like to have my Beauty and the Beast uh, moment, but it's it's like, uh, I, I, I'm sorry, I will love 
till the end of time, Jerry Orbach as Luminaire going, be our guest, be our guest. Okay. <laughs> but they well, don't do that anymore. No, no, they don't. It's toss out the well, old with it. the new. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree with you. It's, it's it's toss out the old with the new, but at the same time, the new is going in a different direction, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But uh, I I you know I'm like you. I prefer the old the old Disney. Well, okay. But that's just. Do you remember the Shaggy guys. Dog, the original with Annette Funicello? Ooh. I was going to say oh, Fungi Jello, Jello but that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, Fred McMurray, yeah, Tommy Kirk. Fred yeah, okay. Now, they did a modern version about eight years ago, ten years ago. It had, yeah, this is before that. he was Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> as mm-hmm. the mean boss, who was basically, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and uh, you could hear Tim Allen doing voiceovers and go, who else is going to sniff my butt? Not my Disney movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. Not what well, I would want from a Disney movie. Well, they remade Slubber. Remember that? With uh, Robin Williams? Yeah, with Robin Williams. Didn't they remake that? Yeah. Yes, they did with Robin Williams uh, from the Fred McMurray movies. And mm-hmm. uh, and Robin Williams took over and he had a robot sidekick that floated around or whatever named Weebot. Uh, uh-huh. I'm like, no, thank you. Oh, mm-hmm. no. Aren't they remaking the Herbie movies? Herbie the Love Bugs? They did one with Lindsay Lohan uh, called oh, Herbie Fully that. Loaded and it died quickly oh, at the box Oh, never mind. Up. I know about that one. It, yeah, that did not do well. <laughs> and Michael Keaton played her father. God, and uh, you know... Mm-hmm. And now he's going to be doing Spider-Man, the movie. Mm-hmm. They're talking about him being the vulture, so it's like, yeah, what goes around comes. Out. And he was the bird. He was Birdman in the movie. <laughs> but um, well, you know, one one thing that's good about you is that you're very opinionated, which I think is pretty cool. And you also, you know, your opinions also rest when when you're critiquing books. I mean, you're also, I mean, Audio World, and you're you're a book critic. So that's uh, yeah, that's piece a big, of page and Audio World. Do. Audio World is spoken yes. word. But what I so, hate, I mean, okay, with, I always tell somebody I'm ahead. an SOB. Some opinionated <laughs> boy. Yes, yeah, I kind of figured that. <laughs> I didn't curse. I kept it clean. Well, you're also you're an Amazon critic too. I mean with with the books you have you know, Oh yeah, God yes. I just I find it amusing when somebody you give somebody a very fair three star review and they jump down your throat. <sighs> like don't people understand what reviews are all about? I mean three three stars is pretty good. Well, I'm gonna discuss this something that's a bit on my mind. Amazon okay. and I, I've not stopped writing Amazon reviews but you have too many people. It's court of public opinion, and see how fast they can skewer you. Uh, mm-hmm. If you write a re- bad review or an honest review on Amazon, their party 
of friends decide to skewer you. I always remember you this writer. I'm sorry? You, the reviewer. Me, the reviewer, yeah. Because basically yeah. she says, do you want to take down your review now? I said, excuse me? She says, well, mm-hmm. if you don't, I'll have my friends take it down. I said, how will they take it down? And they didn't take any down, but yet on the other hand, when you're getting, uh, you know, like 12 people did not like this, it's becoming court of public opinion and not really a really, yeah. I can review this. If you're honest, you say, yeah, it was helpful or it wasn't helpful. You know, a couple of people say it wasn't helpful. Fine, it's not helpful. Other people who are reviewers would like to, they they want to take you down a peg so they say everything you write is not good for them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's not public opinion again. It's 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 not reviewing, and that's what annoys me, because it, it's people that want to one-up you somehow. Yeah, I notice Goodreads is like that, where, I mean, you'll have people that write one-star reviews just to be mean, but there isn't any substance behind their reviews, and then they get the people that are friends of the writer or families of the writer, and they'll write five-star reviews. So you get people with all five-star reviews or people with all one-star reviews, and neither is, is good. You're supposed to have a mix, you know, a very adequate mix, so that you have a good idea of exactly what it is that you're going to be reading. You're from well, valid years ago I was writing people. for, I was writing a column, and basically I said, this gentleman was a new writer, and mm-hmm. I gave his review three stars. Um, the gentleman's father said, you don't really have a career in writing. And he wrote, he wrote me this. And a couple of days later, his wife wrote me, says, you don't know how much time he, he was working two jobs and writing. And you don't know what he, what he did because he basically worked so hard on this. And I'm like, that's nice. Uh, You know, his father didn't want him to be a writer and told him this. And and his wife is yelling at me that I need to do something. Like it's my fault. Uh, And, of course, I always remember the story. Somebody said, where did you get to... to, uh, be this and I used to tell them I said uh, I went to the tiny Tim school of criticism Ebenezer Scrooge headmaster mm-hmm. and somebody <laughs> said where is that school <laughs> oh boy <laughs> oh jeez that's, that's pretty that's something else well with all your reviews um, which uh Okay, you write for several different companies, I guess. I write for several you know, own, different things. Yeah, yeah. So, um, which reviews in your mind stand out more than than some of the others? I mean, which books really made an impression on you? If you wanted to you know, like name a couple of them. Uh, well, 
I'll tell you, a lot of my books, the new stuff, and I love you dearly. I I, I love Don't Call Me Baby, but I'm not Mm going to include that right now. I I, I love a lot of older books. Uh, George Burns, the first hundred, uh, George Burns talking about Gracie, a love story, I think is one of the most Mm -hmm. romantic books in the world. He was not making joke after joke. George Carlin's Brain Droppings is one of my favorites. It was, it was Carlin's bits, but it was Carlin just being there. Um... Of course, I'm I'm a my favorite book which I read yearly is Don Quixote de la Mancha, Manuel Mancha, if uh-huh. you want it. Yes. And people are like, why? And if most people know, oh yeah, he tilts at windmills, and they don't know both halves when he came back from a sick bed, and got out and became a knight again, but an errant knight and went out and uh, died. The mirror master brought him back. And the second time he died doing his duty as a knight. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dulcinea and Sancho backed him up and he died in their arms. But you don't see that Mm -hmm. in the musical Manalamanche. You didn't see that. In in the they, they usually take half the mental half of Don Quixote de la Mancha and don't take the other half. It's twelve hundred pages. That's a big book. Uh, it's a big book, but people don't look at the second half of the book, mm-hmm. and it annoys me because po- people. You know, you know, they read it all. I, I remember I was in schools and doing a presentation, and the, I said, "How many heard of Jekyll and Hyde or Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde?" And kids were looking at me like I had three heads, and I said, "Oh yeah." Um, I said, "How many of you like The Incredible Hulk?" And they said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." And I said, so you do like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Mm-hmm. And they were so confused. It's, and I yep. said, look, yes. Dr. Je- Dr. Jekyll was a kindly man. Bruce Banner was a kindly man. Turned into a monster called Mr. Hyde. Well, didn't he turn into the Hulk when he got angry? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lost was basically Swiss Family Robinson. With with yes. a with a interesting storyline. Every, everything old is new again. Right? But everything you try to tell that again. to a kid, mm-hmm. and they look at you like you you got three heads. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate to say it, Walker Texas Ranger is a throwback to John Wayne. Uh, you know, the the ranger that knew everything. Yeah, okay, that's Chuck Norris. That was yeah. Walker Texas. Uh-huh. Uh, Mac- MacGyver was an original the original MacGyver not the new one was an original thought he was a one man mission impossible mission oh yeah send MacGyver in he used science and blew me away I used to love watching him he took a gun and, and took out the cylinder and made it a, uh, made it a wrench mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well, he didn't use a gun it's like Scorpion is a new MacGyver. 
It reminds me a lot yes. of MacGyver. This is the same kind of Scorpion. Scorpion. You can mm-hmm. either say it's Mission Impossible or it's MacGyver. Yeah, it could go either way. It could go either way. Now, I I I, I love the old mission, and usually he'll die in ten minutes if he doesn't get that thing, you know. And then, of mm-hmm. course, they had all the commercials, and then, of course, you know, they saved him. The same thing with Scorpion. He's gonna die in ten minutes. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. they did this. Okay. At Scorpion, yeah, but Mission Impossible or, or MacGyver, yeah. We're talking classic mm-hmm. MacGyver. Please, I don't want to get any yes. letters from people going, oh, well, I like the new MacGyver. I like it, too. It's a decent show, but name him something else, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> MacGyver well, will always well, we have... be, and I'm sorry, I'm showing my, my preferences. Richard Dean Anderson, where are you when we need you? Mm-hmm. Well, we have about five minutes left, and I wanted to talk about the book you were telling me about that you're working on about movies. Uh, it's coming out. It's it okay. I had written a book yeah, called Seven it. Weeks. Seven Weeks is a wonderful book. It's about my mother, my late mother. Basically, I had seven weeks of I took off from the radio and spent time with her. The second book that I'm working on is called Marty, which is about her. These were interlocking but inter not interconnected stories. Things my mother would do. Things my mother would say. You're in the you're in one of the characters in the book. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, you. That. It's real. It's not fiction. <laughs> yeah. It's not fiction. It's nonfiction. Yes, it's about my mother. Um, my oh. mother passed away last year. She died very quickly. She died of a heart attack. Yes, I know. But she was. I mean, she was a very special lady. And the more I racked my brain talking about Marty's stories, the more comes out. Um, I've been working on the third, not really a trilogy, but calling it Dave, which is my father, and talking about my dad. Now, my dad's been dead Mm -hmm. for 12 years, and technically, I still see his ghost every once in a while. Now, somebody's like, X-Files, oh, no. Uh, It's true, it's honest, it's to the point. It's about my dad. It's about things that... I can't really put my finger on the things that my dad and I talked about. But I didn't want to just say things my dad and I talked about. There were a lot of things that I found out after he died. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like he, he did what he did to my grandfather, I did to my grandfather. Um, My grandfather took me to a baseball game. Bought me a hot dog, a hamburger, a di- uh, then Diet Cokes weren't in favor, a Coke, a pennant, a baseball hat. Now, this was like six, the late 60s. My father did it in the 50s to my grandfather as well, my, my father's father. Mm-hmm. Took him to a gate, you know. And my father did the same thing I did, third inning, third inning. You know, it's like, can we go now? (laughs) (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. And my, uh, you know, my grandfather was pissed then, was pissed at me. And uh, my cousin Jeffrey, thank God, redeemed us <laughs> by staying. <laughs> so, so when you know. um, you're working on these books, you're working on these books right now. I'm working on these books between yeah, radio shows, between public appearances, between going to my high school reunion. I'm getting old. It'll yes. be my 40th. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, between radio appearances like your lovely show and other people's lovely show, Yvonne mm-hmm. Mason's another one. I love her. She is a great podcast. Uh, do do I do I love doing a show like this with with you with Ahmad Mason with other people? Um, I know that uh, I heard Cassandra Dane is coming back and bringing the edge back. Good. And yeah, yeah it's going to be competition for you. <laughs> oh, she's she's good kidding. competition. <laughs> good. Well, I thought I was competition. <laughs> <laughs> You're good competition. <laughs> But uh, all kidding aside, Cassandra Dane is coming back with doing the edge. Okay. Uh, I, I, you know, I branched out and doing my show, and I'm going to bring another episode next month of Any Which Way But Loose. Uh, Okay. Because it was supposed to be, it was originally going to be called Another Anything Goes, and Mm -hmm. Virginia did not like that. Virginia Grenier, and so basically we had to change it. And I said, okay, fine, any which way but loose. <laughs> Thank okay. you, Clint Eastwood. Well, that's where that came from then. Yes. Yes. Well, I anyway, stole it from is, Clint, uh... okay? okay? I just well, didn't like uh, any which way you now. can. It didn't fit for me. <laughs> no, any which way but loose is better. But we do have to wrap it up now, so... Um, Tell everybody about, uh, I guess, your your next show, where they can find you on the web. And, uh, Tomorrow as reminder, is Anything, Anything Goes, Goes, which will be Friday night. Yeah. I have the lovely and talented New York Times bestseller, USA bestselling author Jennifer Chase. A uh, lovely lady. She will be my guest tomorrow. Uh, on Monday, mm-hmm. I have the legal show, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard. Uh, on Wednesday, I have when my partner Rachel is stops writing too much. Uh, no, Rachel is <laughs> on sabbatical to write, and I understand that. And I'm not going to fight her on it. I I wanted to write this next mm-hmm. book she's working on. And I and I, I'm so, a guest on May 19th. You 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 May 19th. Yes. You got plenty of time. Right. I got plenty. You got of time. plenty of time. But, uh, well, I'd like to. I like okay. I'd like to thank you for being on the show, Bennett. And I have to wrap it up now. And my next guest, who's going to be on May 18th at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, is Walt Boss, who is the supervising sound editor for the TV show I Zombie, and he also worked on Veronica Mars. So that's going to be a very interesting show. So uh, thank you, Bennett, for being on the show. I'm very glad I got to talk to you. We had a lot of fun. So uh, my pleasure. Yeah, we'll definitely have to do this again. We have to do this again. Get your calendar out after the show. We're going to book it. (laughs) Right. That sounds good. Okay. Well, you take it easy, Bennett. I will. Okay. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Good night.